trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docu-series highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the pandemic data and analytics organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates, follow the science on lockdowns and liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the liberty movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. I was breathing in this dude's stanky, sweaty air. Just this odor his body exuded that was just like pure, unadulterated testosterone. And it took my nostrils hostage and immediately made me gag before he performed his muscly and intense Americana chokehold. It was quickly tapping his leg faster than a dying Speedy Gonzalez before he released me to fall back on my knees and puke on the gym mats. Not one of my finest moments. I was dizzy. My mind was jumping between still having me in the chokehold and facing my own vomit as the other classmates paused their sparring to look over to see what exactly happened before they quickly went back to trying to break their partner's guards and win their timed matches. It wasn't the dude's fault for making me puke during class. It was totally okay. He was a good sport about it. Just doing what he knew how to do, which is choke out people with his body odor. Could he have showered? Maybe experimented with deodorant, perhaps, or mouthwash before class? Maybe. But maybe that was his strategy. I mean, stink out your opponent sounds pretty smart in that case. So they're too busy struggling to breathe, so you can do more stuff, like, you know, easily close the gap between them and immediately establish an armbar triangle without any real resistance. Whether that was his intention or not, it worked. 
It really did. None of that really matters, though. The real thought in my head was, how did I end up here? Not like, you know, puking, but how, how did I end up there? A Brazilian jiu-jitsu studio in some building sub-basement. On a work night in the middle of Wisconsin, hundreds of miles away from friends, family, and all familiarity. The burst of a thousand memories, hundreds of choices, successes and failures, situations within and completely out of my control, swirling inconceivable time and existence all lining up right here, right now, in this very place and in this very moment. Well, friends, the journey is what takes us places and experiences we typically wouldn't venture ourselves, that's for sure. By day, I'm a digital marketing manager for a think tank in Milwaukee, but by night, I host podcasts ranging from personal development to comic books. I copyright for celebrities and economists, and as of recently, allow very talented and athletic people to treat me like a living punching bag when I still have the time. One of the most rewarding experiences I have is when I work one-on-one with clients and do consulting with them to create passive streams of income, develop personal brands, and help them turn their dream projects into actual working and efficient realities. I don't do this all for myself and others simply because it's what I need to do to get by, not just for the money which is absolutely a big motivator. I do it because I'm providing a service I wish was out there for me. I help people create more options in their lives and provide them the blueprints to achieve that. I don't think I would have found so much more freedom in my life if things hadn't locked down. I mean that figuratively and literally. Since I started my podcast On The Run, I've traveled to abandoned missile silos in Wisconsin to secret villas in Pennsylvania. From road tripping to James Dean's hometown in Indiana to seeing ghostly remains of forgotten churches in Virginia, I've made it a mission of mine to go out and see the world and experience the fantastic and obscure as well as everything in between. I really want to talk about the dinosaur-themed Civil War park called Dinosaur Kingdom 2. That's right, there's a Dinosaur Kingdom, and then there's a Dinosaur Kingdom 2. Dinosaur Kingdom 2 is the real cool one. Um, I, I went there in like the middle of the lockdowns, too. But you're going to have to go and hear about that on my other show sometime. But from burning piles of trash and shooting guns in the rivers of rural North Carolina to drinking cocktails in sunny Orlando, Florida, I've gone from Prince to Popper back to living comfortably more times in the past year and a half than I can count. Whether it's because of just pure luck or divine intervention, I'll let you decide. But blessed is one thing I certainly am. All this has come with great difficulties, however. I'm talking relationship strains, heartaches and betrayals, job losses, switches, huge treasures gained and large treasures lost, abandoning comfort in order to go westward and start anew, Despite all the government shenanigans, pandemics, and personal struggles, the ultimate factor that changed my life was prioritize I-thinking of how to expand liberty versus we-thinking. You're probably thinking yourself, Remso, what the hell are you talking about, bro? How can we bring more liberty into the world was a question that dominated my life since I was 18 years old. I'm 26 now. From political campaigns to think tanks and other grassroots craziness, I was traveling 
like a liberty vagabond, door knocking, calling, canvassing, and rallying in my little Kia Soul, which also served as my sleeping accommodations a time or two. Sure, I worked with amazing people for causes I believed in and still believe in, but there comes a point where you need to assess whether this is the life you want to live. I was letting richer, more influential people tell me how we could do all these great things, bring the troops home and end the Fed. They get elected and go and do nothing or lose and get a book deal while I was left wondering how I was going to pay my bills next week. Money was an issue, health was an issue, my confidence was a bigger issue until I really began to ask that despite all these things, am I freer? Am I even happy? The change came when I asked myself, how can I bring greater liberty in my life? How can I be happy in a world that is hard to be happy in? I prioritized my skills to earn more, create income streams that could come with me as long as I had a phone and a Wi-Fi connection. I stopped focusing on other people's lofty goals and prioritized my experiences to help others. I aligned my personal goals and my professional goals together so I could earn a greater lifestyle while also fulfilling my sense of purpose. I can donate to my church, to causes I believe in, give a voice to the voiceless, empower the powerless. I can do more for others now because I've prioritized my greater access to choices and options so that I can bring others along with me. Money and varying degrees of notoriety won't solve all your problems, my friends. I'm sorry to tell you that. But fuck, can they solve a ton of them? I had to break out during a lockdown to understand individual freedom on a personal level. And I had to add miles on the road in order to add genuine experiences to my soul. I had to fall from high towers to build my moral, spiritual, financial, and physical base back up from nothing. Have I become a perfect person? No. But I'm a person with greater purpose, greater happiness, and greater options. I have and continue to become a freer person in an increasingly unfree world, and I'm loving every day of it. As libertarians, we often look at how to free others from chains they probably don't even see, but rarely do I see libertarians breaking down their own. I'm not telling you to do the extreme things I've done. You don't need to take the radical actions I've done to achieve my definition of personal happiness. But, and I say but, to take that first step towards unlocking your own freedom so you can show others that amazing potential within themselves, that, my friends, is truly radical. Thank you, Brian Nichols Show listeners. You're getting a top-notch education from one of the leading voices of liberty in every episode. Be sure to come say hi on Twitter at HeyRemso and subscribe to my show On The Run on your favorite podcast app, as well as the other shows here at the We Are Libertarians Network. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, 
and the We Are Libertarians Network.